When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is an iHeartRadio podcast. The Soundtrack Show will begin in 5, 4, 3... Here is part two of our interview with Frozen 2 songwriters Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. This is The Soundtrack Show. piece that might be interesting to you and your listeners is that um, everything we do is very iterative. So it's funny, but when we talk about these layers of song, um, each one is informed by which screening did it make it into the movie. So the first, the first songs that made it into the movie from the first screening were All Is Found and do the next right thing. Those were those were the two things that were like, okay, we know we're gonna probably keep All Is Found as the front of the movie, do the next right thing is going to be the culmination of Anna's arc. Um, Home fell on the ground, and a couple of, and Seek the Truth fell on the ground. And the next one that stayed in, I think was Into, Into the, the Unknown from screening two. So then we have three things, but out of screening two, then you come into, okay, we need to completely scrap how we're starting the movie, um, and we've gotta figure out what's going on the whole time they're in the woods, and where are we going towards with Elsa. So then by screening four, we had a version of Some Things Never Change and a version of Show Yourself. Right. And 
but we still didn't have what was going on with Olaf and Kristoff in the woods. Um, and it, it's if you think of it as, as like layers of those translucence <laughs> yeah. that you put on, like each each time you get another pillar, mm -hmm. it really helps you figure out what do you need to do with these other things. Um, but I think after screening two, completely going back and revamping how we started the movie and finding the voice was was key, like adding the voice in in every way and adding in how quickly can we say what each person's arc is going to be about. So knowing that we knew that Anna was going to be about thinking that she has everything she needs um, and that if she lost any of it, it would, she wouldn't be happy. Um, Olaf is thinking a lot about change and maturity. Kristoff is thinking about um, popping the question. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, the big step, though, has none of the skills mm -hmm. to be able to do it. Uh, and That's Elsa, all get close to home to me. We'll, yeah. we'll get there, too. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Uh, flashbacks. And, and Elsa has, Elsa, something's calling her. Um, so, it was actually a really uh, great breakthrough to just have to write this song and get that all down, and it really helped us know where else we needed to go. And our collaborators on the story team were hugely involved in nailing down a lot of these things that we were trying to hit. So it's like story design over the course of, what, a year, two years? How long, how long was that process that you just described? Uh, I would say two and a half two years. Two and a half years of actually making it. Versus and a composer working on something on a film score for six weeks. For six six to eight weeks. Yeah. Two yeah. years well, of, it's, of, of collaborating on story and, and what those pillars are. And it's push and pull, house. and it's not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> there is a documentary coming out um, <gasps> that we're allowed to announce uh, that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> that looks at... You know, the cameras were allowed in to certain points in this process and allowed to see some of the some of the hard stuff that we had to go through with the push and pull of um, collaborating as grown-ups who love each other, but saying, like, you know, as songwriters, we are not giving we're not getting what we need to be able to write a satisfying song here yeah. or the opposite of the um Filmmakers, you know, they. Sh I saw recently a version where I got to see what goes on before they call us on yeah. the thing, and they were like, "We're not happy. Do you want to tell them?" Tell them? <laughs> like, no, let them. It's be mad fine at me. now that it came out and was this huge success, <laughs> broke all these box office um, records. Now you're like, hey, let's go and show them that guy. Um, we're scared to tell them. I will say, watching watching it, I felt a little bit of PTSD, and I realized how much pressure we were all under, and how hard it is to ask for what you need. Um, knowing that the world is watching and waiting for something. And knowing that you don't know whether you are right. <laughs> you know, nobody, everybody's just guessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to, to um, you know, we, we are 3,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's difficult to, to be... Um, Caught up to the yeah. amount of yes, information exactly. they are taking so in daily. They have so much. They're talking on us all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what the, the one thing it gives us that's an advantage is possibly a little bit of more of a fresh eye. Um, but very often we just don't know what's going on. Well, and writing music, I, I feel like, is a very sort of isolating 
or can be. I mean, you guys have the, this tremendous collaboration and partnership, obviously, but it's very isolating art. Yeah. You know, yes. doing sound and music, I, you know, you spend hours alone versus being in a, in a writer's room or, you know, uh, you know, being in dailies or something like that. You're just kind of alone trying to come up with something and then you send it out into the world, you know, are you there when they first hear it? Probably not. You just send it off and then you wait for feedback? Yes. That's a a terrifying moment. Yeah. Um, The other thing that is always hard to explain to everybody is that for the needs of the songwriter, I, I, I use many different metaphors here, but it's like each song is a can of concentrated orange juice. Like it, it has to be, it, it has to be uh, when it's thrown that's... at your head, it will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, you're going in a really concentrated way, and it's got to be laser focused mm-hmm. because a song and its form is just naturally much more potent than a lot of um, dialogue, I guess. So you want to make sure that you are really focused and really clear because a song that's not focused and clear you can feel it it feels flaccid and how are you going to spend that real estate how are you going to spend every you know every line of of lyrics and yeah yeah because it's heightened heightened emotion heightened everything right everything's heightened is probably better than concentrated orange juice I actually (laughs) prefer concentrated (laughs) orange juice not to drink you don't see those cans much but I love love the metaphor the, the metaphor. um, (laughs) the other thing is that a bad song might work in a particular moment and feel great and accomplish the storytelling work, uh, and a great song might not. And it's more important that you get something that works than you get something that's great, but you want to do both. You're still um, in service to a larger narrative. You're in service yeah. to the narrative completely. And um, and so you have to... I'm just going to save that one for my next musical. <laughs> <laughs> Do they own this? No, 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 I didn't really send that. Delete, delete your email, you know. That's um, great. Yeah, no, you, you have to, when we, we wanted to make every song great, obviously, but, um, but you have to, when, when a song isn't working, you have to be ready to, to let it go. Yeah. So to speak. So, so to speak. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have to get to the real question that I, that I, I, I want to ask you about, and I don't know if listeners really want to know about this as well. They must. I have to ask you about uh, Lost in the Woods. Yes. Because of that sort of 80s pastiche of of uh, big sort of like bell choruses of vocals and the piano riffs and the key changes. It just had this like 80s power ballad goodness. Again you're gone Off on a different path than mine I'm left behind Wondering if I should follow You had to go And of course it's always fine I probably could catch up with you tomorrow But is this what it feels like to be growing apart? When did I become the one who's always chasing your heart? Now I turn around and find decide 
to land on that style in that moment with Kristoff? I think there was just a, I think everybody just wanted it. Everybody, we had been talking about that style of music at the studio in reference to other projects as well. Gigantic was gonna have that kind of feel as well. Oh, and Gigantic, we were gonna, right, right, we just right, right. all wanted to go there. We all wanted to admit that we loved that kind of thing. <laughs> There's something adorable about Kristoff in that moment too, because it's sincere, but it's also like, it's funny in retrospect after, you know, she says yes. You know, <laughs> like, he's having this moment. So you're having this kind of like ironic distance from it. Is that kind of intentional too, yeah. you know? Well, I think... Or you just needed more moments of levity in the woods we, as well. We or needed levity and sincerity at the same time. Christoph's arc is probably the most comic and, and the smallest, but it's it's not small to someone who's going through it. Um, Christoph's arc is really about the stretch that he's needing to make. and. Enchanted forests are places of stretch and growth, and his growth is he has these feelings, has this big heart for Anna, but zero um, life experience in how do I express it and how do I communicate. And I felt like you know, um, being married to someone a lot like that, I felt like let's put that into the song. Um, when you've got these big feelings but no skills, uh, it feels huge sometimes. Um, and, and it's all in your head. It's tragedy it's, to you. Yeah, it's yeah. funny to someone watching. Right, you. right, right. Oh. <laughs> because you don't know how people are going to react, but actually everything's okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, These are positive it, things that you're feeling. We yeah. wanted him to be able to feel his feel feelings, which is if there's one thing that boys get from this movie, it's you are allowed to feel your feelings, and you are allowed to feel your feelings in a big, huge 80s way. We There used to be a lot more of it in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, you don't hear that type of song much on the radio anymore, um, and I think it, you know there was a sort of almost soft, sensitive guy thing in the 70s, yeah. which kind of grew into a belting thing in the 80s. Right, Christopher Cross yeah. grew into Bon Jovi. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and, then, um, and then in the 90s, I think everyone got together and did it sort of more in a close harmony kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the boy bands the did, boy bands, but yeah. then the rock stars were all going like, like, da 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 big sound. Um, and I love the, you know, hitting the diphthongs really hard too. It's a, you know, in, in, yes. in like multi-track harmony, you know, yeah. the way that like Styx did or one of the, you know, like yes. I just love that stuff, yeah. you know, like, and just the music video, like the way that they directed the visuals too, to have the kind of, you know, stuff, uh, you know, stuff kind of fading into each we, other. We the, did put on the top of the, the lyric Olin sheet. The Mills kind of like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a picture of like that where, where the floating heads um, on my parents' wall uh -huh. uh, where it's like my brother is facing the camera and I'm just this floating head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the 80s. Oh, the um, 80s. But just because you can do that doesn't mean you need to. Yeah, exactly. Now I know you're my true north cause I am lost in When you're not there Oh, you're my only landmark So I'm lost in the woods Wondering if you still care But I'll wait For a sign For a sign On your path 
And now for a brief intermission. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We return now to the soundtrack show. We all talked about those moments of getting engaged. Um, everybody told their story. Everybody told it's their great, stories. Um, Chris, day. Chris Buck. They got into a big fight, Chris yeah. Buck and his wife. Right. Um, Bobby and I. How you want to tell the story, or should I? Yeah, you can. Uh, um, Bobby. Uh, we had been living together, and he had been working really, really hard on Avenue Q. Um, and I, I was beginning to think, like, ooh, I'm not sure this is ever going to happen. Like, he's a workaholic. Um, and we, I guess, Avenue Q did well. Uh, Avenue Q got a really good Times review, and Bobby was given this present. It was like a Q ring from the Q from the. Transit Museum. Um, by the producers. It was by like the producers. A and I guess now I know what was going on in his head, because I think, actually, you, you say what yeah, was going on. Yeah, no, and in my mind, I knew that we were on track to get, to get engaged, but I didn't want to do it until I knew that we wouldn't just be making like $15,000 a year for the rest <laughs> of our lives. And so this Times review made me think, oh, I might have a career in this. I think it's time, and I don't want to waste any more time. I don't want, you know, I don't want us to get affected by this by by this show coming out. I don't want us, it to pull us apart. By so change. yeah, by change. And so on the way home from the opening night party, we were in a cab, and I put the ring on her finger, and I said, "Will you marry me?" And she said, "Sure." Ah, and, um, I love it. I said, <laughs> "Sure." And with then, the transit ring, team yeah. gift. But then later, uh, we're going across the Queensboro Bridge, and he goes, "Should we tell people?" And I go, "Tell people what?" <laughs> and he says. I just proposed to you, and I said, "That? That was the proposal? What? In a cab? <laughs> In a cab? <laughs> I thought that was sort of like a drunken pre-proposal sort of thing." And and so he did. He did get out and like again. After, it's all you've got. You've got yeah. the singers in your head, the Olin Mills floating yeah, heads exactly. for months, right? I can't to this. fight this feeling yeah. anymore. Yeah. And you finally get, you finally put it out like this. We marry, and she's like, "Sure." And you're like. This Woo! chorus is going on. And you're like, yeah, well. Yeah, I didn't know what had happened. You didn't know? I didn't know what had happened because I'd been raised yeah. for like, you know, the swans and the big ring or like a bridge over Paris or fireworks or, um, you know, climbing a ladder. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so it, it, we thought this, this is a great moment to kind of. Um, point up that men have these big romantic feelings, but yeah. sometimes not the skills. And so that's what Christoph's whole arc is about. I went through it too. I mean, you know, I, it was our, we, I po proposed to her in our apartment after she got back from New York, you know, on a, on a trip and I had been building it up. She had no idea it was coming. Her friends were 
uh, sorry, this is not about music listeners, but her friends were, you know, convinced like he's going to marry you. She's, she's like, no way. We haven't even talked about it. And in my head, I had been thinking about it. Like, how long do I have to wait to propose to this girl that I know I'm going to marry so that it's not creepy? Like I was, you know, this was like we were together for a year and a half. And finally, I was like, here, <laughs> you married me. She was like, what? You know, and then she said yes. But then she freaked out and I had to do it again several times over the next few days including New Year's Eve, you know, before it finally sunk. Like, it was such a big shock to her. But in my head, I had the the floating Kristoff head singing background vocals about this moment for months. The reindeers. Reindeers, you know, talking to talking to Sven. Ugh. No, yeah, so that moment, that moment with that song was I definitely like... So much of guys, you know, we're so much pressure is on us to, to be successful, to be an economic... You know, to be economically viable and all that stuff. Traditionally, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and to win win someone by impressing them, whereas I think that it's not, that's not what it's always about. It's certainly not, certainly not what, um, that what, gets in your head. It gets in your head. It blocks all these things that are going on emotionally. Yeah. yeah. What, what women really want is that moment that Christoph rides up and says, I'm here. What do you need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when he says, my love is not fragile, um, the, all women so want good. is a partner, yeah. a partner who is is sees you right yeah. sees you and says like I want to support you. Yeah. Um, we don't need the rings or the I mean the economically viable thing. Um, most of us are on our own journey with that too. So um, again, I think that what will make me attractive to this person enough to say yes, I think is probably a good way to describe that economic torture. Uh, even right, even exactly. if you've kind of grown past like well that's old fashioned, but then you're like yeah but. What am I offering? You know, like what? 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 Why would someone bet on their life on being with me? You know, that sort of thing. Right. I think plays and into it. Those are the traditional values yeah, because yeah. I think that women. I, Brene Brown does an amazing thing about for men, their biggest fear traditionally are, is appearing weak, yeah. and for women, their biggest fear, and it's so sad, is appearing ugly or like is is about yeah. physical appearance, and it's these traditional values yeah. that are still in our culture that we need to get rid of. <laughs> so it's, it's neat to see that the movie kind of break through that, mm -hmm. you know, because right. it's creating a barrier for, for him because he's saying all these things and he's tripping over his words and she's in the middle of like a crisis. She's, she's, so everything that she's saying, you know. He's picking the wrong time every yeah, time. Every he's time. just not, not seeing what, he's not seeing things from her point of view. Yeah. He's not seeing that she's so worried about Elsa. And that's, right. that's really well, what, what her movie's and, about. And she, uh, you know, the growth that she needs to go through, and, and that's a good segue into uh, Anna's arc. Um, yeah. She's been so worried and focused on Elsa that she's missing the growth that's right there in front of her um, uh, with her own partner and also with in herself like she's she she's not valuing and she's just not aware of this huge amount of strength within herself and sometimes especially if you define yourself uh, by how do I help other people how do I support other people you lose track of that strength within you, um, and and at the end of the day, when you lose everything, or when you're in that dark night of the soul, um, it is that ability to just stay one second at a time, taking a step forward and taking a step, listening to that part of you that's like, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to do in this, not even two steps from now, but I can get myself out of bed. 
I can put on my shoes. And again, going back to uh, the inspiration for for that, the fact that Chris Buck had been through it in in a very tragic, dark, dark way with his own son. Another, Andrew Page, who is um, uh, the vice president of music, does all of our comps for every one of these songs. We're in the studio with him, and he's the one who says, you know, this note here, this note here. He had also lost his daughter. So two of our very close collaborators had experienced the unimaginable, and we watched how they took it one step at a time, one minute at a time. And um, who better to show us that path forward than Anna? How to rise from the floor when it's not you I'm rising for. Just do the next right thing. Take a step, step again. too far ahead it's too much for me to take but break it down to this next breath this next step this next choice is one that I can Is that where the phrase do the next right thing came from is kind of that sort of baby steps for now I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this on the, on the road to recovery, getting, getting out of the, uh, the, the pit, the cave. Is that kind of where that phrase came from or how, how, where did that first, because it is such a, I've actually heard Kristen Bell say it in interviews. Actually, my wife has heard it, you know, like now it's part of her vocabulary, you know, it it's is. a powerful phrase and it, where did it come it's from? It's in the. It's in the self-help world, you know, it's not a fresh phrase. I think it's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, it's in the recovery 12 world, 12 steps. Uh -huh. um, uh, I have set, I've certainly used it in my own time when I've been like, oh gosh, I don't know what to do and I don't know how I'm gonna get through this day. Um, I just sort of focus on what do I need to do this minute? Uh, and if you just focus on the minute to minute and not get caught up in the giant giant story of the rest of your life, you can always find a way forward. Pick yourself off the floor, mm -hmm. find the exit, find the way out of the cave. Right. Don't, look, don't yeah. look too far ahead, yeah. Right. yeah. The Soundtrack Show will continue in a moment. We return now to The Soundtrack Show. Samantha? 
Well, before we go, I want to ask you about Olaf as well, because that is such a charming song. And uh, this idea, the line that gets me at the end, because my son is obsessed with it. He wants to listen to it, you know, with a mouthful of thumb. He just like takes How it How old is he? He just turned three Aww. in November. So, you know, he listens to it. He, yeah, he's like, I want to hear Olaf. He calls Into the Unknown the whisper song. I don't know why, but it's called a whisper <laughs> song. But Into the uh, you know, he loves that song. And I think he loves the da-da-da-da, you know, that sort of like flat nine sort of da-da-da-da, you know, whatever it is. Yes. Um, He's gonna love Sondheim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but it's got this kind of you know, it's a soft shoe number, but it's got this like horror in it, which is great. Right. But that the was, lot. What, yeah. Well, that that was um, we we, we uh, the, your episode about Psycho. I mean, I was I was so it I was, was Psycho, I loved Psycho. Of course, I mean, I love that episode so much. Uh, soundtrack show, and we we came to this Olaf idea pretty late in the process. We realized. We need to have an Olaf song. We had written a couple of songs that had both been cut, uh, but we didn't want to leave him without a song. And so uh, Jen and Chris were saying, what if it's our, sort of our introduction to this spooky forest through Olaf's eyes, hitting the theme of the movie, which is um, maturity, getting older and all that stuff. And, um, and, uh, and so musically, we thought, okay, it'll be Olaf almost like sort of self-soothing, but that there will be this, the, 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 re the representation of his fear. And we thought, okay, well, we'll do that, the sort of stabbing strings. Yeah. We'll do that, the sort of, you know, the, the beginning of Psycho. The, yeah. But then there's also the Scooby-Doo theremin in there. Right, the, yeah, there's like there's a, like, yeah. yeah, that's the Owen Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen Martin from the Ghostbusters. I mean, then we actually used the the Bally High uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Right. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we talked uh, about that in yeah. the Universal Monster music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's I mean, great. We're pulling, Growing we're pulling. Out, yeah, 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 yeah. And in, in, it's in the... Um, you know, just the the vamp of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's um there's a you know the Adams family electric harpsichord is in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the um, there's a vibraphone. Like all those could be do. Uh, yeah, spooky, great. spooky tricks. There was definitely a vibe uh, a dial. We were um, walking between that fun Olaf soft shoe and the spookiest Halloween song and and we kept tweaking it uh, until we got it just yeah, right speaking of speaking of is it Halloween no it's not Halloween it's uh I think it's Friday the 13th is which one is the one that has the that's Friday the 13th yeah, yeah um, it's in there it's we, in the song. I, I go <laughs> In, uh, in one of the um, <laughs> one of the moments, it's it's buried so deep you can barely hear it. But I think it's oh, it's where the burning bush is. The world and your place. <laughs> There's a well, if, on the soundtrack. You you have the sort of karaoke versions as well. Uh -huh. I love listening to those because that's when I actually can hear. You it's, know, it's a shame that the <laughs> you know without Josh Gaddon's wonderful scream over the top. Right, you know, right. like, oh, oh, you know. So I listen to both, but yeah, I can really hear that those melodies in there. The um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's almost a shame sometimes that, that there has to be singing because the because what he does with the because orchestra Dave is so Metzger wonderful. Is so good. I just wish you could sort of listen to that. This will all make sense when I am older. Someday I will see that this makes sense. One day when I'm old and wise, I'll think back and realize that these were all completely normal events. <laughs> have all the answers when I'm older Like why we're in this dark enchanted wood 
I know in a couple years These will seem like childish fears So I know this isn't bad, it's good Excuse me Growing up means adapting Puzzling at your world and your place When I'm more mature I'll feel totally secure Being watched by something with a creepy, creepy face um, the other thing that's a fun story around this is that um, how Olaf is feeling is exactly how we were feeling. I think it was right between screening three and screening four. S certain things were working, certain things were just completely unknown, and we were less than a year from release date. So um, it was it was this feeling of being stuck in a forest you can't get out of, um, that, and the stakes were really high, and um, we just had to find our way out. So I was ice skating in Prospect Park, um, and trying to calm myself down at the beginning of a work day and just thinking like, okay, this is all gonna make sense in six months. Like this movie will be done in six months. And that was where I was like, oh, this will all make sense when I'm like, this is how Olaf yeah, is yeah. feeling. That's crazy. Um, so you actually got to channel your anxiety into Olaf's anxiety. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, the fun part is I was ice skating, so I ran up to the guy who rents the ice skates at, and, and I said, do you have a pen and a piece of paper? Because I was like, nothing. Yeah. Um, and he gave it to me, and so I would like come up with a rhyme, uh, do a lap, then go to the to bar. To a hockey stop. Wait <laughs> <and then laughs> a line. Like, do sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I've ever like written lyrics while exercising. You know? <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Well, congratulations on Frozen 2, and of course it's award season. Congratulations on all your nominations. And, you know, I, I just loved it. I can't wait for to show it to my kid when it comes out on video. Uh, both my kids, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys do next, too. And I just really appreciate your support of the show and just your candid stories. You're just so open about this process, and I think it's just such a fascinating educational opportunity for people to really kind of get inside what goes into all of this you know, stuff that, that we enjoy and just goes by so quickly is just so much work and passion. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a fun job. It's nice to be able to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Keep doing your podcast so um, we have new things to write. What should I do next? Oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. The Soundtrack Show is an iHeartRadio podcast. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.